The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We are very lucky to be joined by Jeff Turnquest, who is the father of the family that embarked on that crazy year long round the world trip, dropping everything. It was back in October that we first got to talk to him. But we're just now at about the six month mark. Hi, Jeff. Hey, hey, I'm so sorry you guys tried to get a hold of us before I'm here with Patty. Uh, we just had a couple things pop up, and then we uh, we're we're not getting we're not used to uh, um, keeping appointments for the last five months. Yeah, you just kind of roll wherever the waves take you. Oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, we did cut our our goals short, but we told ourselves uh, from the beginning if we felt uh, any reason that we needed to come home, we just would. So we did. You just called it. That was it. Yeah, we just decided we're uh, we're ready to go home. Hundred oh. percent. We told ourselves that from the beginning. We're not going to force ourselves to to try to figure out a way to enjoy the world. If if we decide that it's time to come home, we we're just going to come. So we did. We spent five five months of the um, most. It was the most fantastic time. Uh, it was emotional and inspirational and. And absolutely the greatest thing we've ever done for our family. And, and I mean, our relationship, Patty and mine, has grown much stronger than it used to be. And the kids are better for it. I remember listening to your interview back just when you were about to take off on this incredible journey. And you said there's no better lessons to be learned when people were kind of questioning, what, you're going to pull your kids out of school? You said, what lessons can't the world teach them? Did you find it was a, a crazy learning experience for them that they've really matured and grown? They have. They really did grow up a lot. Um, they um, are, were more uh, aware of the world and how people live and, you know, all sorts of different things that they got to see and experience. And so since we've been home, we really see a difference of how now that we're kind of back in our original settings, you know, like kind of back to normal home life, um, they we really see that they've matured a lot. Absolutely, it, 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 night and day. Uh, five months put on what seemed to be years on their on their maturity levels and and their understanding of people, um, the way the world works, not just what we see and hear uh, when we're back home in Canada, but reality and it. it the world is full of uh, absolutely incredible people, um, but it is, it's a crazy place. I don't know if these bios are up to date. I pulled them from your blog. And if anyone wants to, to follow the journey, go through what you guys had posted. It's the Flash Packers with a Z dot com. Uh, is your son Reed still nine and your daughter Leela still seven? Layla turned eight on the trip and Reed will be nine at the end of May. Okay. And... F- for them, what... Ten, what? ten sorry. Okay, yes. And and yeah. so what kind of conversations did you have to have with them returning when their teachers are trying to say, well, this is how we do things? And like, well, let me tell you, in Dubai, this is the system that works for them. I imagine you yeah. probably had to orient them again to, to everyday normal life. We did. They, we did a lot of homeschooling on the trip, so they didn't lose a lot of ground. Uh, Reed's in grade four, but he's pretty much understands grade five, six math now. So him, him returning to the social setting of school, uh, we don't really teach what we learned in on our five months. The, the curriculum, anyways, up here, they don't 
they don't spend a lot of time on any of that kind of stuff. So he's, he's just he's picking up where he left off, and their kids, they're super resilient. So he's not talking back anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, walk us through it. Maybe you can take us back to day one when you booked that first plane ticket. Where was the first destination that kicked it all off? We, we flew from Vancouver to Beijing. So we landed in Beijing, China. That was our introduction to uh, world travel, and it was an eye-opener. Uh, I've told a lot of people this so far now that we've been home. was um, it, it was different, but the same. Uh, we hit Beijing, and, and of course, we, didn't, we don't speak Mandarin Chinese or any other version thereof, but a few little key phrases and some finger-pointing, and we got along just fine. We're... It was inspirational, absolutely crazy. But um, the Great Wall of China was obviously on our list when we hit Beijing, and that was that was by far the highlight, I think, for myself of the entire trip still, and that was one of the first things we did. How regimented was the planning going into it? Was it kind of if, if we love where we are, we'll stay a couple weeks or a month, or was it the idea to do really quick hits, like three days and off to the, the next adventure? Um, a little bit of both. We tried to kind of plan it out so that we could do our flights a little bit in advance so they weren't too expensive last minute. Um, so we kind of tried to take a look of where we could be longer or, you know, where we think we actually might like like to be somewhere a little bit longer. And um, from just from all the pre-planning and then as we kind of got through and to Europe, then it was a lot quicker and shorter of, of trips because we were kind of trying to you know, make our way through. But with the train travel, it was so much easier to just kind of book your your, your trip last minute. But with all of our, our major flights, we were trying to kind of plan it out ahead of time. So it was a little bit of both to, um, to make everything work. Okay. And then knowing that you were going to hit a whole bunch of countries with a whole bunch of different language barriers did you do any sort of learnings beforehand you said you're not your mandarin isn't the uh, language that you just pick up after looking at a few key phrases it's very complicated uh, but is that something you tried to get at least how to say please and thank you or, or bathroom or train for every place that you were about to hit no that's funny you said you you asked that question it's a good question um our our goal of course like anybody is is to try to uh, try to do something like that, but it failed after about <laughs> an hour of trying to learn three, four, five different languages. Uh, surprisingly, it was very simple to pick up Mandarin. I, I don't remember, I mean, anything besides Ni Hao really right now, but um, Vietnamese and Thai was... It was very difficult to, even to the point of, I just didn't try anymore. I just used hand gestures and Google Translate and and that. But Mandarin was surprisingly easy. The kids are fluent in French as well, so that got us that got us around in a lot of countries. So was my wife. I I know at zero. Um, other than that, well, the the language barrier wasn't as tough as you think. I'm speaking with Jeff Turnquist and Patty Turnquist, who have returned back to 
Alberta. After traveling for five months, they sold their home. Better find out where they're living now. That's probably a good place to start. You guys return back to Alberta and to what? Where are you? Where are you settled down? We're uh, we're back up north in Falaire for now. We put the kids back in school uh, just to finish off the year with their friends. Only a couple months left, so integrate them back into into uh, regular classroom activities a lot easier than trying to throw them into a, a foreign school somewhere else in the province. Uh, as of June 1st, we'll actually be moving to Camrose. Oh, wow. Much closer to us here. Yeah, you bet. I, w- I was thinking that if you, you're suddenly exposed to so many different cultures and different ways of life, it must be kind of hard to wrap your mind around going back to the, the same hometown when you realize that there is literally a world of possibilities of where you could call home there's a lot of perks to living in a small town that's 100 percent and we love our family and friends there but i struggled for a good 10 days with uh, the uh, slowing down of the pace factor um both time the time difference uh, the jet lag as some put it really bugged me a lot more than it did patty and the kids but uh, when we were going like we hardcore 98 percent for five months every day and then you come back to Polaire, Alberta, where the pace kind of went down to 4%. I couldn't, I, was, I had to get out, I had to go for a drive. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I, yeah. I found with people, especially the younger generation that chooses to take that, that year off between going to post-secondary after high school and they travel. What I've seen, and I've seen it in my sister, she just returned after living abroad for two years and she just, she learned this like very laid back way of life, had a lot of independence, got to choose everywhere she wanted to go and now being back in her hometown, she's, I can see she's antsy, there's a lot more tension there. It's almost like she, she's more unsettled even though she should feel like, ah, oh, okay, this is back to normal. No, totally normal feeling, exactly what we feel, both of us. And that we, we had read and researched and, and heard all these rumors of things just like that, that we're going we're gonna to end up feeling like that. And we, we discounted it. Nah, not us. This isn't, that's not how we roll. We'll just get back, back in, slide into reality easily and completely. And no, that's not the case. Um, fortunately, with what I do, my supplemental insurance business, I was able to work the entire five months as well, so I didn't miss a lot of heartbeats that way. So I was able to continue to to talk to my agents and talk to people and and this and that. And so that was easier. But yeah, it was the pace difference really affected us big time. What was the most ridiculous length you had to go to to try to connect for a cell service or try to get online to get some work done abroad? Oh, in China for sure. Um, China's China pretty has banned pretty much all social media. They have their own government regulated social media, so there's no there's no Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, any type of social media f- for that matter allowed unless uh, you go through a VPN or um, virtual private network, which we did luckily. But and then you're looking over your shoulder to see if the government's coming for you. Well. Yeah, I'm not that bad, but they they do have their own uh, their own regulations for for social media for the for the people living in their country, and and it was actually was kind of neat to to see how regulated it is. Yet people still enjoyed connecting with each other. So 
Okay, I'm hoping the two of you can kind of piggyback off one another a little bit rapid fire. Take us across the globe. Where where did you go from Beijing? How long were you spending? If you can take us from point A to point B to point C. Okay, we started in Beijing. Uh, we only stayed five days there. Uh, we did the um, visa-free way of of being in China. So you're only allowed five days in one of the major cities and you got to leave the country. So then we hopped over to Hong Kong for two days. And then we went back to uh, Shanghai so that we could see what's there and go to Shanghai Disney. That was the highlight for the kids. And then from there, we jumped over to Japan and went to Tokyo. And so we spent about a week in, in Japan in total. I think it was five days in uh, Tokyo and a couple days in Osaka. In Yokohama as well. Tokyo, Yokohama, Osaka. And then from uh, um, Osaka, we flew to Vietnam. So we ended up spending about three weeks in Vietnam. Uh, we started in Hanoi and went to Halong Bay and then made our way down the coast and then hit a few different spots all the way to then to uh, Ho Chi Minh City. So each place, we kind of stayed five days at each location just to kind of not move around too much, but it was enough to kind of get to know the city a little bit and, and the area. And, and then after that, uh, for, we popped over to Australia to go to um, for Christmas. And uh, we really enjoyed Australia. It was really nice. It was warm and the beaches were awesome and the people was cool. And, and then so into January, we went over to uh, New Zealand for about a week. Um, which definitely wasn't enough. There's so much to see in New Zealand. And then from there, we went to, um, flew to Singapore. And uh, my dad met us there in Singapore, and we did a four-day cruise. We went up to Malaysia and Thailand and then came back down. We got to see a little bit with my dad for him to kind of get a little taste of, of uh, Asia. And from there, then we continued our travels into Thailand and uh, did um, Bangkok and Chiang Mai, and then the island of Koh Samui. So we were, and then uh, Phuket. So we were there about a month in Thailand. Yeah, a month in Thailand. From from there, then we ripped over to Dubai. And I uh, I had a connection in Dubai. That was that's an incredible place. I mean, you want to see you want to see what money can buy. That's it's there. Uh, from Dubai, then we headed into Europe. Started with Romania, then Greece. Italy, Switzerland. Switzerland, south of France, Spain, Belgium. Got to do the uh, the Vimy Ridge thing. It, unbelievable. That's uh, that was one of the most emotional places we were at for sure. Uh, then North France, the whole Paris Eiffel Tower thing, and then in, into the UK and home. Wow. Thank you for walking us through rapid fire through your journey around the world. It's always so hard when you want to debrief. You're like, you don't understand what five months does to a family. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So you saw a couple places. You went to Beijing, Singapore. Nice. <laughs> Feel relaxed? <laughs> That's yeah. Right? That's typically how the, the vacation debrief goes. Nope. Yes, totally. Um, I think how we kind of sum it all up, and these are my words, but I, I think Patty agrees with it. Uh, we're all different, and it's cliche as well, but it's so true. We're all different, but we are all the same. We're all we're all in this to raise a family, go to work, make money, keep ourselves alive for as long as we can, and and help each other out. The world is full of people that helped us out. Oh my goodness, like we have so many people to thank, and and uh, and we did along the way. We gave 
just as much as we received. So that being said, we never we didn't feel unsafe at at one point during our trip, not once. Jeff, Patty, thanks for your time. Welcome back to Alberta. Thank you so much for the opportunity to to inspire people and let them know it's it's worth doing. Thanks very much. And you sure have. We'll leave it on this note. This text says, it sounds like the amazing race. Sounds like so much work and so much fun. Congrats on making it all work out.